Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. everybody welcome to another installment episode session whatever you want to call it of light the fight i'm david i'm hi to you guys <laughs> and uh it's the holiday it will be all right if you took a holiday I, first of all i got a man cold and i can't hit a note to save my life so the two of those are pretty painful to us though david <clears throat> kind of exciting this is, it's, I think it's a good sign that I'm, I'm it back is a to good sign. my bad humor, my bad vocals. If I start rapping, then you know I'm back to full strength because that's or what cheering. I do when I'm feeling really, huh? Or cheering. Or cheering. This is true. A cheer out there. A, a rhyme on the fly. We like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, Heidi, since you're not on your headset, can you scoot a little bit close to the computer, maybe? Because you're okay. feeling you sound a little far away. Okay, I'm having a technical difficulty. Yeah. Here. sorry. That actually that actually sounds a lot better. You're gonna have to act like your laptop's like a microphone, like we're in the studio back in the good old days. Okay. <laughs> and good old days. yeah, and we're not in the studio. We're still in Zoom land. And the I'm Wizard not coming. I'm telling you right now, I'm not coming anywhere within 18 feet of David. He's like a human petri dish. Yeah, you don't want to be anywhere near me for many reasons. That being the biggest one, obviously. Yeah, no, I, I get. Yeah, I got. A, I got another my my annual December man cold. I get a January man cold, a February man cold. Get <laughs> one throughout the whole winter season. Tender, <clears throat> tender for Utah. Yeah, this for sure. Relay for winter. Yeah, this Utah. is true. <clears throat> I need to go home to California and get some salt water through me so I can get a sinus infection because. Every time I go home to California and surf during the winter time, I come back. It's like five, four, three, two, science infection. I tell you what, it, and and I have to say that I really, I'm I've got a pretty strong immune system, so I'm just gonna stay. I'm just gonna stay here in the Zoom. And, yeah, and you know, Heidi, you're one of those people that like you. You'd be hard to. I'm sure you're hard to kill. <laughs> I probably am. I probably am. I'm sure people in your family go, mom might outlive us all. <laughs> well, that's how I feel. All your kids are like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like mom's going to live to 120. Uh, just, to, just to be here to tell us to pick up our wet towels. Yeah, I know. And I will. I will remember yeah. that. Even in my dementia, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to remember it. <laughs> yeah. You, you'll just be in your porch and just sit up and be like, pick up your wet towels. Like no one's here. <laughs> it's just like on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. So, David, I got to tell you that lately my my um, don't freak out bracelet has really come in handy. It's been super important. In fact, I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say it broke. No, it's it's (laughs) been on. And sometimes I find myself having to just like walk over to somebody and just show it to them, hoping yeah hours will extend past. Because you know what? Right now, everybody is 
is pretty close, either freaking out or pretty close to a freak out. You know what we should do? We should make a new bracelet for 2020 that says don't freak out all day. <laughs> <laughs> like more like realistic expectations kind right. of bracelet. You, can, you know what I mean? You can freak out in the morning and you can freak out at night, but during the day, try not to freak out. Yeah, not all day and all night. You know what I mean? Because that's, I mean, because let's be honest, like 2020, everybody's allowed a good freak out every, you know, every, every other hour, but not all day. Well, and the expectations we have of 2020 have really, really, they're really in the bottom barrel. Yep, absolutely. Which is is good. I mean, the the hits keep on keep on coming. Keep on rolling. I can't avoid the coughing and the. <clears throat> Hopefully, Brandon can cut out the coughing. So, <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, you guys, listen to this. So let's get to talking before I just it becomes a coughing session for me. Um, you very well could get my cold through just iTunes. <laughs> Apparently everything being around me, I'm, I'm pretty uh, contagious no matter what I got. So, well, let, let's jump in today's episode. Cause, uh, you know, like a lot of episodes, there's a lot of repeat offender episodes. We call them 2.0s and, you know, Heidi and I were talking the other day and we we're trying to think, you know, what? when we first started the podcast, which was, gosh, I mean, was it three March years. of yeah, March of 2017. Well, in, in 2017, 2018, and even 2019, um, Heidi and I were not the exact same humans. And we weren't, you know, filled with the exact same knowledge. So a lot of the things that we've talked about in the past, Heidi and I thought, you know, why don't we just start re- revisiting some of those old episodes and bringing them to the future? Because I think a lot of the stuff we've talked about in the past, especially our, our, our biggest episodes, we still get questions on Heidi was just talking before the podcast happened that, you know, she, she posted um, on Instagram about one of uh, our, our favorite tools and episode that we had a long time ago. And we thought, you know, it, it bears repeating, but also too, we've learned a lot more and there's a whole lot more insights um, to, to a lot of our past episodes. And I think we've just grown a lot. And so as time has gone by, let's take some of the old stuff and give it a nice 3.0 since we're going on our, uh, on our third year of the podcast and also too, maybe we're just running out of like, it's like, I want to keep on talking about new stuff, but some of the foundational stuff, every time I want to move forward, I'm like, we might just need to redo some of the old stuff. Cause they're just foundational to, to so many of, of people have a lot more issues that some of our old episodes still are relevant for instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, let's go deeper instead of trying to go wider. Let's just go, just go deeper. When people reach out to me about the podcast, it's almost like they want, for, for example, you'll have, you'll have somebody that's, that's having kind of a, a crisis incident um, where they're realizing they need some extra help. And so somebody's told them, come listen to Light the Fight or whatever. And if, if I had to distill these, these three years down, there's, there's a few foundational topics that bear repeating and repeating because even if it's something where you have have you learned it um and you know about it putting that into action over and over especially as each one of us our kids are getting older each day and we're getting um maybe we're getting better at interacting with them maybe their challenges are getting harder 
you know, whatever. And so I think that when we look at some of these really foundational, impactful concepts, um, it's, it's just important for us to remember this wasn't like, Oh, this is so nice. This is so 2018. I don't want anybody to think, Oh, this was from an old episode. And so it's not, it doesn't, um, apply the same way in actuality. Um, those foundational episodes will never go out of style. They'll never not be, be needed. Um, I, we're just going to put some new glitter on it. Some 2020 glitter. There you go. And 2020 up. is almost over. Hallelujah. But we, we, we could put some, some new foiling on it. Some, you know, some, some new, some, what, some new textiles. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of some crafting language. I'll shut up. Yeah. So that it, so he can communicate with me better. He, he likes mm-hmm. to use those yeah. crafting terms that it helps. I appreciate it. <laughs> the queen of craft. You, you like that one the best. I right? do. The I love craft. that. <laughs> Um, By the way, she doesn't love it. She hates it. Continue. <laughs> when um, one of the things that I was telling David, and and for those of you listeners who who listen to us regularly, you know that David has um, had some health concerns, and and so we haven't um, been in our regular mode. And as I, I talked to David, and I said, you know, um, in the last just month, so just by way of context, it's, it's December of 2020. We're nine months into this global pandemic situation where every concert, I mean, sporting events, dances, everything fun that you can think of canceled. Everything you were looking forward to canceled. And now we're in the holidays and, um, and this is a different, topic, but when you look around and people are sharing things that they're grateful for and talking about all the blessings in their lives and you don't feel like things are going very well, it kind of stomps on your hurt toe. And so I'm not sure what happened exactly in the universe, but all of a sudden I started getting a lot of messages um, from moms, from aunts, from concerned friends, um, people who have had somebody in their family have a suicide attempt. And I all of a sudden was getting like super inundated with people telling me they were desperate for help. What should they do? And um, I don't want anybody to be in my position I don't want anybody to have to go through that. I, I know the depths of fear and anxiety that you have when somebody that you love is really, you, you can just, you feel like they're unstable, that you don't know what to do. It, and it's the worst feeling. And, 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 and. there's not like a magic pill. There's not like a snap and fix it. There's not, and there's not a solution that I can give anybody through a DM of how to fix a situation like that. Um, and I was, 
it will make me emotional, but I was sitting up on my couch reading with three people in particular, reading their messages and trying to think, what is the solution? What would David say? What is the magic answer? What, what's the answer to this question? What can I give this person that will make their problems go away, that, that will ease the burdens And what's interesting is I'm sitting there and I'm, 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 I'm praying for help, for guidance, because it's, it's the middle of the night and I know what these moms are feeling. And um, I, I'm reminded of an episode of a tool that we teach in the, in our parenting workshop. And the tool is called connection before concern or connection versus concern before concern before concern. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, I realized that I needed to put that tool into action with these sweet women. And not only did I have to use the tool, but I needed to teach them the tool. So, so why, why don't you remind all of our listeners what that is? Because we, we used to talk about it in one way, but now you're referring to it and actually using it in a different way. Because we've been, we've been teasing it this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and maybe, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to screw it up. <laughs> but. Um, you want me to say it? And then you. Well, I, I do. I do because I didn't realize so when this was happening, I didn't realize that I had learned it to the place that I could use it in this second, in this different way. Mm, okay. And, um, but it reminded me that I have changed as a person. And so I had a skill <clears throat> that I didn't realize that I actually had, which was kind of exciting. I mean, it's exciting now. It's more exciting now than it was in that, in that moment. But let's, so let me just tell you, I'll, I'll give it to you in my mom's terms, in my mom's okay. terms. Of it. Go for it. Go for it. So you've got a kid and you can tell they're mad. They're huffing around. E either they're huffing around and they're throwing stuff or they're mad or maybe they're provoking siblings or that maybe they're saying things or maybe you haven't seen them for days and they're so just- So you slap them upside the head and that's the connection. <laughs> no, oh wait no i'm sorry go ahead so, <laughs> By the no, way, that was a joke you guys that was a joke <laughs> well heidi would right? like i would yeah. dab their ball or something but um, <laughs> anyway immediately when you have somebody in your family they're acting weird they're acting off you can tell something's wrong and so you're like what's wrong what's your problem why are you acting like this what's going on are you failing a class? Did you steal something? Did you, you know, did you crash the car? You know, and you kind of start. Worst case scenario. Yeah. You, you go to that worst case scenario. Like what could possibly so wrong that you're bashing things around in here or that you're treating everybody in the family like this or whatever. And so you go directly after this concern 
And, and here's the thing that is tied to it. You start questioning them. Interrogating if, and because what happens is they start to feel attacked. Like you're coming, you're coming at me. Really? You're going to make my day go from bad to worse. You're going to make me feel, you know? And so, um, so what we talk about in this actual tool is that before you just go in and start trying to needle down and figure out what's wrong, you connect. And, um, it can be hard to connect with somebody who is mad or sad or depressed or angry or upset for what reason, you know, or actually feeling ex- all of those yeah. emotions at once. Because then what's actually happened is it's made you mad, sad, depressed, and angry. And so when you're feeling that way and your, your child is feeling that way, Connection is the opposite of what you think you need to do, which is exactly what you should do because that's the thing that we've learned at Light the Fight. It's always the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay, so David, so now you talk about like, okay, now you've just had a mom, me, the freaker outer, come in and tell you about how all you did was ask him what was wrong and, and why that you know, anyway, okay. So, so you do your David part. <laughs> well, well you, you did a great job explaining that it's just hard in general when someone's coming at you, just that, 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 just throwing a bunch of stuff at you. They're complaining, or this is the typical thing that we talked about in our workshops and on, and on the last episode, either a, the person's coming at you, they're angry and upset. They're disgruntled. They're pissed off about something. And now you are caught off guard and you have the natural reaction. Like, what are you talking about? What's going on? Like, why, like, hold on a second. Why are you throwing things? Why are you making such a big, you know, uh, mess of everything or causing problems? That's one, that's one thing that we'd say, you got to start with the connection first. And I'll tell you how to do that. But the other one was that, let's say your kid, you know, the school calls and find out that they didn't go to all the classes that they said they went to. Or, you know, maybe it's one of your older children in college and you get, uh, you know, th- this bill. They're like, oh, I didn't know that I gave them permission, permission to use my credit card for, for this amount, like Nordstrom's or whatever it was, right? And so in that situation, you're pissed, you're upset. They didn't come to you, but you're going to them because they need discipline. You need to put them in check. Whatever it is that, that, that anger and that frustration of the situation tells you you need to do. Whether they're bringing you the drama or you feel like you got to bring it to not necessarily drama, but to bring the, the discipline or whatever it may be to them. That's when, if you lead with connection before you, the concern is the problem. So instead of starting with the problem, you're always going to want to start with the connection. And <clears throat> if someone's complaining to you, you know, and, and, and saying how mad they are at you and how you were unfair to them, one way of doing that is saying, you know what, first off, I just want to tell you, you know, this may sound weird, but thanks for coming and telling me that you're pissed off and you're upset. Thanks for coming and telling me um, that, you know, you're mad and, and you feel this is unfair because I didn't know that that's how you felt. Or thanks for coming and telling me these things because even though, you know, I was caught off guard, I'd rather you talk to me instead of hold this in and blow up later on. Even if the reality makes it sound, even if it's like they're literally blowing up on you right now, people that are coming at you with aggression, 
they think that's like, I'm not going to take any more of this. I've been holding this in and, you know, I'm not going to deal with this tyranny anymore. So in their mind, they think that they're justified in whatever the heck they're saying. So when you thank someone for giving you this grief or just being upset or something like that, this is just one way to do it, to, to do the connection. Then it, it slows down everything because now they're getting a compliment. People's brains, when they hear compliments, don't continue to bulldoze. They say, wait, wait, what? A compliment? At the same it, time, there are very few people who think anybody ever exactly after him and being angry it, it catches them off guard it, it sparks their curiosity a mom if it doesn't matter if you're a boss it doesn't matter if you're a friend none of us live in thinking that we're wrong so it, yep. it definitely like short circuits the the general direction but it now, requires, now, it requires <laughs> a little bit of like i jedi mind trick of, of yeah, what? you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be planning to do this before it happens. If you don't, if you don't have this tool, this skill ready to roll, you're gonna get caught off guard. You're gonna be on your heels, and you're gonna come back swinging. Especially Another way, besides one of those people, sorry to interrupt you, that that is like, no, this is not right. This is, and and I'm saying this because there's a lot of times as a mom that you that that we feel the responsibility to be that this is not right. This is the rule. This is how it works in the real world type of disciplinarian situation. And we want to like somehow give our kids like a taste of that. You can't get away with this in the real world. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're going to shortcut 10, 20 years of your life. And we're going to treat you like a bad boss so that you get a taste of what it's like. So, um, so another way, instead of using like the thank you, another way, if, if someone's coming to you, bringing a whole lot of, like, they're just giving you a lot of heat, right. Instead of saying, thank you, you you can just say, Hey, listen, before I respond, before I say anything, I just want to tell you, um, that is hard for me to hear. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm glad we have a relationship like this so that, you know, you can tell me these things because I know this isn't easy for you to tell me. I know I'm your parent. I know you care about what I think. I know you don't want to fight and, and be in, in drama with me. So I, I know this was an easy thing for you to say. So even though, you know, I, I, I wish you to come at me in a different way and not curse at me and yell at me. I am glad I, I see what you're trying to do. I see you're trying to just express yourself. That's another way of saying it as well, too. Now, in the past, when I first started doing this I'm years ago, notes, just so you know, I'm taking notes because, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's, I, I only use examples, but there's like hundreds of ways I've done this with people. So I, I only use a couple different examples on the podcast. So I should be here all night, but, um, you know, back in the day, I used to just do this with parents thinking that I couldn't teach this to teenagers and boy, was I wrong. Now I teach this to teenagers, just not. I probably teach it to teenagers as much, if not more than I teach it to parents, because I'm really seeing that teenagers sometimes need to be the example to the person who's supposed to be the example to them, especially in a year like 2020. A lot of teenagers are seeing their parents, their pipes are busting. They're coming unglued, you know, and, and the teenagers know it's weird. Like, so I teach, you know, this class that I teach, I'm teaching this connection before concern to 15 year olds who are sophomores. 
and they're going home and doing it with their parents and coming back and saying it stops their parents in their tracks and their parents give them this look like, wait a second, am, is my teenager responding to me the way I should be responding to them? Am I the one freaking out and they're the one like being the cooler and calmer head right now? I, it's, it's happening a lot more often right now. So this goes both ways. This is not just for parents out there. This is not, I mean, this is for bosses and employees. This is for parents and kids that can do this. I mean, as long as you're like preteen, you know, you could, some people just naturally do this and they don't even know that they're doing it. They've just learned how, Hey, this is a way to deescalate situations. Right. And so the, the other, the other example of, instead of you dealing with someone throwing lots of intensity at you, if you have something really intense that you feel like you need to say to someone, it also works in that situation. You can lead with a, a, a thank you, some sort of, hey, you know what, before we get into your grades, before we get into you not doing your homework, before we get into you not doing the chores, I just want to tell you, I've been noticing that throughout the week, you know, you, you did pick up your room once. You know, don't say it sarcastically like that. I was just joking. Because some parents like, I got to give them a compliment for barely doing anything. I said, it's still a better way to lead off than to start off with a sarcastic remark. That never works out well. Or just jumping right into the concern. So even if they haven't done that much, just say, listen, this week hasn't been all that horrible. I could see that you've been doing a little things here and there. You know, get creative. Bring up, give them some compliments. Give them some attaboys, some attagirls. And then after you say that, say so I just want to tell you this, not, but don't say, but say, I've noticed that you've been kinder. You've been more patient with your brother. You, you know, you've been less irritable. Now, after I've said this, I would like to add though, there's something else that's, you know, it's been concerning me and I'm not going to make a big deal of it, but I just need to bring it up. So once you know, I'm giving you props, I'm giving you credit for what you've done. And I also need to let you know it would really mean a lot to me if you did pick up your room like you promised you would last time. It's so much easier to get someone to buy in and to work with you. It's not just giving them a compliment. It's stating that I see that you're not all bad. I see that you're working with some things. And instead of using the word, but you go straight into, and I also would like you to do some more over here. Now, if there's some things that you feel I can set my game up on, please let me know. If you invite criticism, it's not that critical. So this is just a different approach of how to use the connection before concern. Would you consider inviting criticism a, a connection, a connector? Absolutely. So a lot of times what I do is I'll tell people, like if I'm in a counseling situation, parents or teenagers, if I know I'm about to say something that's probably going to ruffle their feathers or make them mad, I will state, hey, listen, I would like to point something out to you. This may sting a little bit. You may not like it, right? But before I point this out, I'm pointing this out to you because I know that you're trying. Like you're not, you're not avoiding things. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. Like I know you're working on all these other areas. I've just noticed that something, you still have a little bit of a blind spot over here. Now, before I say this to you, I can recognize you could point out some of my errors too. So if you'd like to point out some of my errors and this, this makes you pissed off and you want to say that I'm not perfect, please do. But I really want you to take what I'm about to say seriously because it's to help you not to hurt you or to cause problems. Just an extra 30 seconds, an extra minute to set up what you're about to say. If you go running straight to the concern, then there's no back and forth partnership in the connection. You're not stating, hey, listen, I see what you've done. 
Hey, I know my armpits stink too. I need to wear a deodorant just like everyone else. Because I think a, a lot of mistakes that therapists make and counselors make or anyone in a leadership position, we feel because we have a leadership position, we have this natural right to get straight to the point. Even if we have the right to, like a parent, I have the right to tell my kids whatever I, I need to tell them because I raised them. I paid for everything. Just because you think you have the right to go directly there doesn't mean that that automatically makes it easy for them to handle. Doesn't mean that they're going to be accepting what you have to say. I'd rather take a couple minutes to, to kind of like clear the runway. You know, when you're flying, they don't say, hey, they got lots of ice on the runway. Just land it. They go, we're going to circle. We're going to give the people on the runway a little bit more time to clear the runway because we'd rather, we'd rather land safely instead of being in a hurry and skid out. Okay. So now the other part of connection versus concern that Heidi was talking about, and, and we'll, we'll talk about this one that we haven't talked about before. In 2020, during the holidays, a lot of people really like to express their hardship, like on their sleeve. So for example, I, I can't say this is every time I've gone to a restaurant, but when I go to some of my favorite restaurants, I'll tell them, I'll walk in, I'll say, hey. You know, I just want to let you know, I'm so glad that you guys are open. You know, I, I love your guys' food. Like, you know, I just, I want to support you guys. And I'll just make some statements to let them know. I tell you what, uh, I felt like I was giving a counseling session after I said that. Because the owners of the restaurant or even just the waitresses sat there and just started, yeah, you know, it's been so horrible. And they just started venting and saying all this stuff that was, if they were in a normal situation, they would know to keep that close to the chest. But you could tell finally someone is showing concern for them. And so they just start going, yeah, this is so hard. You know, they, they stop this and they do. Now I go to California and I'm talking about California, Utah, because I've been to California a handful of times since the whole quarantine, since last March. I will get it with my favorite restaurants there because they know me. I know them. Some of my restaurants here in Utah and they'll be sitting there. And, but it's not a healthy like, thank you. You know, we're trying our hardest. We appreciate it. it's a vent session where they're mad. They're upset. I don't know how we're going to do this. I'm like sitting here going, okay, like my food's getting cold now. <laughs> like I really, it gets awkward and un un uncomfortable, right? So at those particular moments, everyone out there, whether it's maybe it not be a restaurant, but it's a, it's a family member. If it's a neighbor, I mean, you just go, Hey, how you doing lately? You know, you ask that simple question next thing you know, you're there for 30 minutes going, wow. Like, I didn't know they were going to tell me all their life problems and we're not even that close. So then I started to go, I got to use my connection before concern to help someone deal with their hardships. Cause last thing I want to do is shut them down and walk away. And then with all honesty, I think most people can agree as much as we feel charitable and want to be there to support someone we ain't got all day. Like we can't just sit there and listen to everybody's complaints all day long. Cause then, then we could start thinking, you know, well, gosh, I'm so glad you asked me how I'm doing because I almost died or I got COVID or I got, I lost my job. People are getting caught up in their own muck right now. So a way that you can use connection, you know, before concern is this one restaurant, I won't name the restaurant, but let's say it was one of my favorite that I go to happened a couple weeks ago. The owner of the restaurant, she just started going on and on about the stuff. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm like, man, I was really into it. And it was like 10 minutes later. Then she walked away, came back and just started picking up the same conversation. I was in a, a business kind of a situation three weeks ago with my cousin and I were talking about business. I was like, I'm like, she wasn't leaving. It was really kind of awkward. Like this is not normally like her. And so she was talking. I said, I said, excuse me for a second. And she said, yeah. I said, can I tell you something? 
She goes, yeah. I said, I want to remind you of something that you might've forgotten. And she goes, what's that? I said, you have the best. And I said, what type of her food is in all of Salt Lake City? I don't care if they take half of your people away from here that they can't eat here. You ain't going nowhere because everybody loves you. They love your food. You're going to push through this. I see it because I'm going to keep on coming back. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make sure I give way bigger of a tip than I normally tip because you, your people here are amazing. And she just stopped and looked at me. She said, thank you. That means a lot. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I know I've been going on and on. And, and she, she snapped out of it. She realized that she was having a pity party and it was out loud. Like it wasn't in her own head. And I said, now, I want to let you know, I feel bad for you though. Like I really do feel bad for you. There was a concern. You know, like I said, I'll do my part. And all I need you to do is you keep on making that food as delicious always is. You do your part and we're going to have a great partnership and this ain't going to end. And she said, thank you. I appreciate that. And she goes, you guys go ahead and finish your thing. Sorry to interrupt. And she apologized a lot because she knew she went, she went on a little too long. So whether it's family member at holiday parties, whether it's your neighbor or whatever, if you give them that connection, if you say, listen, I feel for you. And I also know there's something about you that makes me believe that th this ain't going to knock you down. Yeah, you're knocked down, but you're not knocked out. Like you got something going on here. I don't blame you for venting and stuff like that. I, I'm happy to hear it. But I also know that, you know, whatever you're going through, like I was talking to a friend that lost his job. I'm like, he's like, I got to switch different industries. I'm like, dang, that sucks. Tell you what though, you were successful in your industry, right? He goes, yeah. I go, why'd your industry crash? Because of COVID? He was legitimately because COVID. I said, if you take that same work ethic and you take it to the industry that he said he's looking to get into, sounds like it's just a matter of time before you got success because that's who you are. That's what you just, it's not what you're going through. It's just, you know, this, you're, you're a successful person no matter what you do. By the way, it does suck. And I do feel bad for you, man. I really do. It just ended it, but it gave him what he needed. He needed to hear someone not listen to him vent because the vent conversations don't have an expiration date. Sometimes they can go on and on. And with your kids, school's not fair. I've missed my dance. It's easy as a parent to go, you know, we'll think about it positive. When that, that, that doesn't work, then we, then a lot of parents go, you know what? Well, you know, there's not, what we can do about it. You know, life doesn't give us everything you want. You think I'm happy all the time. That doesn't work either. Getting upset because someone's complaining doesn't work. Sitting there and showing up to their pity party over and over doesn't work. But if you connecting with them and reminding them of things that they've done, how, how well they're handling it, and then acknowledging that it's a legitimate concern, that seems to give enough time to show up for them, but also enough time where you don't have to sit there and be in the misery with them. And that's, I'm really glad that you brought that up because that's exactly kind of where I realized that I was with a couple these people who had reached out to me, these individuals who had reached out to me sharing this really, really deep concern that even if I, even if I could, I, I couldn't, I mean, even if I was a counselor or if we had time or if I was, there was somebody that I knew in real life, I couldn't give them what they needed. Like I couldn't answer this question because maybe there wasn't even an answer. You know what I mean? But what I could do was say, look, I know that you love your kid more than anybody can. And I know that you're made to love them. And I know that, you, you know, I could, I had the ability to go in there and reassure. And I think that we can't 
Like, I think that reassurance is so important when we talk about connection. And, um, you know, sometimes reassurance can get into a little bit of the weeds where people think that we're maybe yeah. just um, telling them what they want to know, or, yeah, you love me just because I'm your mom, or you're my mom, or, you know, whatever. I really like what you said to the restaurant owner when you were like reminding her and then reassuring her, I'm going to remind you that you're actually really good at this, you know, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to reassure you that I'm going to come back and other people are going to come back. This isn't just like reassuring somebody like you're pretty, you're, you know, whatever, like, what can you say? Yeah. and for me, when I was, when I was messaging with a, a couple of these very concerned parents, I was able to say, you are a good parent because you are up in the middle of the night reaching out scared and, and worried. And you are going to have their back and you are going to walk with them through this. And you are going to do whatever you have to do in order to help them don't and and connecting in that reassurance and connecting in that reminder people every i don't care who you are ceo of a big company the best dancer on broadway you have doubts about yourself and those doubts oh yeah I, i mean i'm sure that people think oh you're heidi swap and so you know you just wake up in the morning and doves dress you Right. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> because you've got these great ideas and whatever. But I'm here to tell you that when somebody reminds me, I, and I'm going to tell a quick story. And I was in a really, really low point in my career, and I had lost a big contract, and I was transitioning into a new bit into a new business partner, or. I didn't know I was going to find a big, a new business partner yet, but I was in a really low point and I was kind of in this place where I thought that it was over for me. And this is about 12, 13 years ago. So as you can spoiler alert, it wasn't over, but I went to this person um, and I was just pity party and like, like inviting like, what do you call it? A pity parade or what? Yeah. So when a pity party doesn't work, you got to take it to the streets and do a pity parade, start waving at everybody. Right. That's, that's I, what I used to do. I was in deep and this person who I really respected and respect to this day looked at me and, and he said, you are freaking Heidi. You are Heidi freaking swap. And he didn't feed me a bunch of BS and he didn't tell me, anything. That's all he said. He says, you are Heidi freaking swap. And, um, did he really say the freaking part or did he say the real? No, he said, (laughs) okay. Okay. I I could, I can't handle the, the bad. Okay. It'd be more powerful if he said the real (laughs) F word. I'm just kidding. Good. Um, and it, like I replayed that in my mind. I still replay in my mind when I struggle in his voice at that time, um, the connection that it made for me that day when I was in my low point was huge. And so 
we can't like we can't miss out on these opportunities when somebody's struggling it is an opportunity for connection and so we can't we can't miss that opportunity well yeah i mean it's uh well i mean right i know what you're gonna say we can (laughs) (laughs) well i mean like you know i mean we all have so much energy to share, to show up and share like concern for people, but we got to keep it moving. We got to save enough for ourselves and our family too. And at the same time, we don't want to just, just dismiss people, especially if there's someone we care about. And, you know, in that example, I use a lady at the restaurant, just let you guys know, I got free sticky rice and mango because of that. (laughs) So it kind of gave away what type of food that is right there. If you, if you like that type of food, but she apologized afterwards, not that she needed to anymore, but she's like, you know what? I really needed to hear that. Thank you so much. She, it just, I could tell even though she's been in business forever, you know, she was having a bad day. And I think our loved ones, our family members, our kids, when they're having a bad day, let's not rob them of their sadness because they need to feel that. Let's not shortcut it. Tell them, don't feel that way. Don't think that way. Telling people don't feel way, don't think that way that doesn't get the really the ultimate result what they're looking for. And then sitting there and sulking in the misery and bathing in, in their sadness with them, that doesn't help either. But yeah, you give them that connection, remind them who they are, remind them, you know, what's going on. I had one good, uh, uh, a one liner that, you know, me, Heidi, I'll come up with one liner sometimes on the fly. And I don't, I don't know how I pulled this one. I never thought about this one, but it was another situation. It wasn't a food person, it was just a friend. And I told him, say, listen, I, I can't, I can't understand how painful this is for you because what my friend was expressing to me is something that I haven't personally gone through and I don't want to go through it. My, I can't, I can't relate to how painful this is, but I can remind you how powerful you are. And I told him some very specific things and they were accurate. They weren't cheerleader type stuff. They were like, you can do it. They were legitimate things because I knew this person. And he sat there's like, did you just make that up right now? I'm like, yeah, actually I did. You know, I'm a painful, powerful. That was pretty, so that was pretty, so that was clever. So kind of cheesy, but I liked it. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, Hey man, cheesy. I got plenty of cheese, man. I'm, I'm cheese whiz, man. I'm squirting it out everywhere. Like I can bring cheesy to you. We laughed and he's like, thank you again. He needed that. It was just one of those things that connection before concern, give all the concern you want. But if you remind the person of how you see them, it helps them see themselves for a moment. So when you do address the concern, it doesn't sound like you're placating them. It doesn't sound like sympathy because right. no one wants to be a victim. Even though we want people to show up for us, we don't want people to like feel like we're a service project to them. Even though we feel like a victim, we don't want to be treated like one sometimes, you know? Which is, which is why sometimes people don't want to tell you what is actually going on. Yeah. They don't want to respond to the questions. Yep. So... Anyway, I'm really glad we we talked about this kind of this is next level of concern um, connection before concern, and I love that we've kind of extended it because you know, and I've said this before, and I'm just going to say it really quick. I originally, when we first came together and decided to do like the fight, I thought we were creating a suicide prevention podcast. I thought we were. Cre- can, creating a podcast for parents who had teenagers that were seriously struggling um, emotionally and in, in other ways. But actually what has happened is this is a podcast for relationships in our lives. And these skills apply in every facet of our life. And so 
I want to challenge you as a listener. The next time you hear somebody, and it's not going to take long because it is 2020, for somebody to come and tell you a problem or, or demonstrate evidence of being upset for some reason. And let that trigger a warning to you that they're in need of real connection. And then I want you to go to this, this menu. It's somewhat of, a, somewhat of a menu. Number one, thanking them for coming to you, finding a compliment or giving them some very genuine reassurance and reminders of the strength that they have, the strength that they've demonstrated in the past or talents and gifts that they have that they can use in moving forward. Don't feel like you have to find solutions for people. When you build them and connect with them, it will help them find the solutions themselves. Absolutely, couldn't say it better myself. Perfect. Yeah, so thank you, David. Um, and you guys, thank you, everybody who's listening. Um, we, we love hearing from you. We appreciate your patience with us as we have kind of. We, we went MIA on social media for sure. <laughs> right. Don't look for David on social media. Yeah. Well, uh, Brandon, myself, like we, we just completely got off social media for separate reasons, but so even though I like the fight is not really that active on social media, um, we're here, we're putting as many podcasts up as we can. We're back from this crazy year, so to speak. And we're going to be, uh, just keep on keeping on. That's right. So thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing Light the Fight while you're folding the clothes or writing on, on maybe you're hiking in the mountains, which I would be jealous of. Um, but we want to thank you guys all for helping us to light the fight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.